All right, Cabinet. All right, settle down, settle down. Minister Normal, where are we with the new leaving sort? Well, my reform has been broadly welcomed, though the broadband was bad when I was doing the interviews, so it's hard to be sure. Just make it sound like we intend reforming exams. Do mention the new subject? Climate action awareness. That was my idea. The exam paper will be printed on lettuce. This subject will be an option so people can avoid it. Yes, yes, but what about the whole point of the reform? You know, house building is a subject. Well, Tisha, construction studies are already and Specifically, a subject on how to build your own house in 8 to 11 days oh. at zero cost to the state. Uh, yeah, especially since what Fianna Fáil has done with housing so far. Hey. Low quake. Stop the blackguarding now. We handed you a country so smashed the only good thing was there was no housing crisis in yeah. 2011. Well. And somehow you managed to create one in one and a half terms. Uh. Rents doubled. Uh. Homelessness tripled. That was all Murphs. I wonder where he is now and has he figured out yet that he may have mixed up nuclear bombs with Jaeger bombs. <laughs> all right. The pensions thing. Minister Heather. Well, Prime Minister, I'm selling it as the SSA is again. That's how much the civil war is over. Fine Gael is doing Charlie McCreevy rip-offs. No, 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 no. Hang on. I don't want to hear about how we're selling the pensions to the people. Oh. Is it going to do what we need it to do? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge like. Oh, yes. Instead of spending it on Botox and lattes, people in their 20s today will have pensions to uh, pay extortionate, uncontrolled rents well into their 80s. Isn't it great <laughs> that people will live longer so that cuckoo funds can gouge Fontaine DC fans for another century <laughs> The refugee crisis O'Brien oh, what's the latest Lovely jubbly boss we've 200,000 coming in on top of 60,000 already on the housing list not including the thousands we deleted off it wow. basically the figures are so whopper nobody can really blame us for failing miserably to house anyone yeah, but Yes but, but are you sure people's expectations are good and broken like <laughs> Oh yeah I've been talking up how we're going to need tents and army barracks and the lot prefabs derelict sites we'll never have to fix housing <laughs> But of course the Ukraine war is our priority oh yes of course frowny face hence the expulsion of those four Russians <laughs> what? Oh, that's a good one yeah sorry uh, what else are we doing to alleviate the strain on housing by the way wait what we kicked them out just to free up space wow is everything we're doing is sticking plaster for housing now amazeballs oh did you not notice you Langer should the queues at Dublin airport have to ensure people are waiting so long some of them get registered as hosed wow yeah ditto the chaos and health if you're in A&D long enough we'll record your home as a new housing unit we've just provided. The same with cars stuck in the Jack Lynch tunnel. Uh, well, I intend to do my bit. Oh, yeah. When I become Taoiseach again, so many millennials will be sick of this country, they're going to emigrate like stat. <laughs> sure, that's why I've announced I intend to lead Fianna Fáil into the next election. Uh, this is just how we roll. Create enough tax breaks to get the dirty dollars in. And create enough misery to get the young people out. Exactly. You know, we're not a bad team. Lol, Gration. It was the slap heard around the world and tonight we're asking, was Will Smith right to slap Chris Rock? Luke O'Neill, was the Fresh Prince a bad boy? Yeah, Claire, if Will had the latest COVID strain and it coughed into his hand, you see, that slap could have caused a major outbreak in Hollywood. He got in one little fight, Professor Luke got scared. That's how you could infect a whole town called Bel Air. I would suggest we all hold off slapping people in their faces until after the current wave of the virus has subsided, you see. Then when the numbers are down we can all go back to happy slapping each other like gangbusters Good advice there My next guest has seen this kind of violence play out on the streets of Dublin in her own viral video moment It's the I hear leave it out woman Anne what was your reaction when you saw Will slapping Chris? I hear leave it please now Wow Yeah I see fair enough And when Will started swearing I guess you found yourself responding I hear 
Leave me f***ing out! Uh, <coughs> that's it, is it? <coughs> I was hoping we'd get a bit more from you. Ah, anyway, Fintan O'Toole, coming to you, is it possible that this fight was staged? Well, in a sense, the entire Oscars event is staged to distract us from the bigger issues at play. Capitalism has failed, democracy is a fallacy, the planet is burning, the cosmic accident that was our humanity is coming to an abrupt and acrimonious end. We might get you to say all that again later, Fintan, but in a Zorb ball. It would be my honour. Moving on, Katie Taylor is in studio to recreate the slap. Obviously, we can't recreate it on an actual comedian. So instead, Katie is going to punch an egg. Thanks for having me, Claire. You know, you don't like to see violence like this. Unless it's inside the ring and I'm getting paid hundreds of thousands for it. Please, God, with the help of God. OK, Katie, will you now please wallop the egg? <laughs> oh, Well, that is beyond doubt now. If Will Smith had been a professional boxer and Chris Rock an egg, he could have killed him. And if the egg was unvaccinated, you see, it would have been twice as dangerous, Claire, you see. Finally, to the results of our text poll, we asked, should Will and Chris bury the hatchet and make Men in Black 5 together? 3% texted yes. 7% said, I forgot to get milk. Will you get some on the way home? You're a star. And 90% said, don't know. Ah, yeah! No, this segment is over, Anne. Coming up, with peace talks ongoing in Turkey, we'll be hearing from Jedward on how Ukraine should approach the Russians. Flabbergast, my fornicating fingers. What's this I'm being accused of now? Well, that depends, sir. Do you mean the cost of living situation, the inadequate response to the refugee crisis, or the party gate investigation? No, no, no. I mean the, the football situation. People say I, what? they've noticed I've been fixing penalties. How will I even manage such a thing? I don't watch football. Only Google the wags. No, they're saying you might receive a fixed penalty notice over the parties. Pickle my pork, are you right? Yes, yes. But surely even the meddling Met police have forgotten all about the parties after I buried the accusations in a deluge of fantastic distractions and Ukrainian eulogising and... Not uh, quite. They've been issuing the fines this week. Fiddle, my filly diddler. Mm. I'll have to blame it all on on baby Wilfred. Yes, sir. Luckily he has a blonde Boris Barnett as I can say it's him on all those those grainy CCTV images and photos. That's your plan, to blame your infant son? It's a fantastic story. The Tory toddler going about the garden guzzling cheese boards and wine and more wine and doing that thing to the photocopier and throwing up all over the bus of Harold Wilson. Do you have any plans on how to stay in the job beyond blaming a child? Yes, yes, indeed. It is time we started russifying Rishi Sunak. His wife is rubles deep in suspicious Siberian slush funds and her papa is a pal of Putin. Russian Rishi has a nice ring to it. Rishi Rasputin. I'll make him as Russian as a baddie in an 80s action flick. Sizzle my Schwarzenegger. Not a bad idea, especially since we have to publish the security advice around the peerage you insist on giving to that oligarch's son. It won't be pretty. I think it was perfectly normal that Evgeny Lebedev bought all those British newspapers in his 30s that say nice things about me. Mm. So, so I, of course I'd give him some ermine and a title. And I, I, I don't even remember any bunga bungas in his Italian villa, I'll have you know. Because you were positively pickled at the time, barely able to walk through the airport on the way home. There are photographs and everything. Uh, well, well, how grainy are those photographs? Why, what did he... Perhaps it was Wilfred again, the dastardly little... He wasn't even born at the time, Prime Minister. <laughs> 
<laughs> Indeed. Actually, I, I, between ourselves, I think I recall it now. There's more champagne than you could lug in a gulag. Oh, dear. Which is exactly where Red Rishi might end up. Ha, Ruski Sunak. Ha, <laughs> ha, you see. It's all coming up, Kuwaitas. Here at Dublin Airport, you may have noticed that things have been a little hectic of late. Due to a series of unfortunate, but also entirely foreseeable events, passengers are a little stressed passing through. And for that, we are sorry. But it's more a sorry you feel that way kind of sorry, not a sorry and we promise to do better kind of way. So if you're coming to Dublin Airport, brace yourself for long queues. Yes, we're talking one, two, even three hours to get through check-in and security. If you're lucky, you might even see a full stag do cry. <laughs> I'm so hot and hungover. I told you we should have gotten the fast track. <laughs> you actually can't book fast track anymore because it stopped being, well, fast. And also, we have no staff to man it or woman it. We're inclusive. Why don't you just hire new staff then? Because to quote Kim Kardashian, it seems like nobody wants to work anymore. Not even when we're offering just over minimum wage and guaranteeing 20 hours of work to staff we expect to be on standby for 40. But we're inclusive. We treat our male and female security in an equally mean-spirited manner. Is that why they all look so sad? Dublin Airport is otherwise just as before. Why not pop into the loop shopping experience, where you'll be so do-lally with queue tiredness that you'll spend half your holiday money on a bottle of perfume you don't need or want. I'm so hungry. Why is the smoked salmon 15 euros? And it's room temperature. It's not all bad. The Dublin Airport Authority is now running an airport in Saudi Arabia. Seriously, human rights abuses and oppressive regimes are terrible, but the money is great. And this is a pox. Oh, here he comes now. So, so, yeah, hi. Minister, we need to talk about the COVID situation. So, so, team, yeah, let's pull up a beanbag and blue sky this latest wave. The health service is in total bits. I mean, it's always in bits, but the usual bits are themselves in bits. You know, I think we can streamline our language on this. The HSE is but, extremely challenged. What? And we all love a challenge show. It's like Ireland's fittest family, except they're all on trolleys with incidental COVID. Yeah. What? Do you not think you should have attended the emergency department task force meeting on COVID on Monday? Monday. So, so that's a great cue, but what I'm trying out at a minute is a cool new strategy called tactical transparency. Oh, we don't have time for your wishy-washy Harvard strategy nonsense. It means I kind of become so transparent what? that people don't even realise I'm here anymore. No. Yeah. People need a visible minister for health. We- so, so what we have at the minute is totally normal chaos. Well, We're in a period of exceptional standardised permanent emergency, or ESPE, for ease of use. The new task force that met on Monday said... It's not even a new task force It was set up in 2014 to tackle overcrowding. Precisely. And our Hospitals are more overcrowded than ever, which shows yes. just how relevant this task force still is. So, no. so we've been really lucky there. People want decisions. Should we consider making face masks mandatory again, for instance? After two years of nanny-stating citizens like children, yeah. I'm sure they're making their own sound decisions after we ripped away that system with a minute's notice. No. I, for one, will wear three masks so my face is completely covered, thus making me more tactically transparent than ever. Uh, Minister, you've already spent the entire pandemic hiding behind 
an effort, hiding behind on Taoiseach, hiding behind... So, so what you're saying is it's time for the Donmeister to cast aside the shackles of tactical transparency and take control of COVID decisions for the first time. Yes, yes exactly, except for the Donmeister bit. OK, right, right, OK, I got this. Good. So so what I propose is the following. At yes. last. Go on. Let's blame Fine Gael for the mess we're in. What? Um, they, they really left health in a totally unacceptable shambles. <sighs> On second thoughts, maybe you should wear four masks, just to be safe. Cool, yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's try it right now. The more masks you can put on, the better. How about right now? Is this the real Yes, already there's a notable improvement. Fantastic. You've never sounded better, Minister. Hashtag be kind. Welcome to my podcast, The Leo Lens. I'm Leo. Last episode, I expect. Sorry, what? No, no, this is my comeback ep. And my name is Pascal, Minister for Dimples, and I'm here as servile sidekick and resident number cruncher. Yeah, so uh, great news in the polls, listeners. We're just ahead of Fianna Fáil again. Totes killing it. Well, it's Fine Gael's lowest ever poll on record in the Red Sea, which tends to exaggerate our support. <laughs> we're still the biggest centrists. Whoop. Yeah. And among 18 to 34 year olds, we're actually trailing Fianna Fáil 12% to 7 more young people prefer me all over you now, Lolcano. No, no doubt we'll recover when I become Tish again. Everyone loved me as Tish. I wonder, as Tishik, didn't you crash from the Gael to its worst election result in 80 years? Uh, first Tish to meet George Clooney, of course. You lost five by-elections in a row. Most festival attendances by a leader. You even lost the leadership election among the Gael members. Come to think of it, you're not very good at elections, so why are you even our leader? I, I think I more excel as a statesman, TB. But there's one record they'll never take away from you. The most ledge bag, sexy. You're on course to become the most unpopular politician to take the Taoiseach's office ever. Woo! Uh, well, I'm sure my self-satisfaction ratings will surge thanks to uh, all my new reforms. Uh, the Leaving Cert is fixed. Boom. Uh, that was all me. Well, Thank that you. was Norma Foley, the one who sounds like a Healy Ray attempting to put on a posh accent. Well, uh, uh, my new pensions reform, of course, was all... Heather. All Heather. Wait, my new 30% rate of tax for the squeeze loser, uh, the squeeze middle. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, an idea for my department that you claimed for yourself. And uh, don't forget my personal law giving workers a new right the right to work from home and the right of employers to say no if they feel like it for 13 reasons jeez <sighs> like hello what do I have to do like abolish USC ah uh, you false promise that two elections ago look <laughs> my second coming is happening this December everyone knows sequels are better uh, just take the Spice Girls second album which was their very worst okay 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 look yes. the important thing is that the structure of Fine Gael internal elections makes it nearly impossible to oust the lead Oh. And given that my rivals include Mrs. Tato, if you removed all the flavour, and two Simons, one a grey-haired teenager, the other a complete novony, then I'm confident I might not be the Tish Gotham once, no? but I'll be the Tish Gotham deserves. I'm more a Marvel Universe fan, boy. Sorry, Cowtish. I'm going to do the sequel, then I'm Tish out. Oh, is that why you don't live in your constituency anymore? Oops. Who cares? I'm rock bottom. Oh. Used to be a ledge bag, now I'm a badass. Oh. And I'm going to totes own my fall from Grace. As popular as the price of petrol. Fine. <laughs> mean Girls 2 coming at you this winter. <laughs> I'll poke the shinners for two years. In fact, screw St. Bridget. What? I'll make the bank holiday a black and tan celebration. <laughs> oh. Can't wait to see the shinner bots explode and try to oppose a day off for the tans. <laughs> <laughs> Leo's back and he cares less than ever. You better believe it, babes. Hashtag be kind. 
Hola, amigos. What's happening? Or should I say, what's slapping? Oh. <laughs> I told you, you talk about the slap. Aye. So whose side are we on? I'm Team Will. He can do no wrong in my book. Oh. Like, except Wild Wild West others. Well, I'm Team Chris. Violence is never the answer, hey? No. Um, uh, unless it's a conflict as part of a wider political struggle. Yeah. No. Louise? With you, boss. Team Wilgabra. And Pierce? Do I absolutely have to? Answer the question, Akara. <sighs> Fine. A, a team Chris all the way. There we go. And people say shinners can't have diverging views. Aye. Speaking of slaps, did anyone hear Ivana Bacic get verbally smacked by Sarah McInerney? <laughs> I oh. did, hey. <laughs> Haven't heard anyone that fluster since you were on the radio trying to explain the Abu database, boss. <laughs> oh, excuse me? <laughs> you, Mary Lou. Keep my work wife's name out your effing mouth. What? Okay, geez, settle down, Louise. Wow. You know, Batchik spent so much time denying being part of the coup against Alan Kelly. She's starting to sound like our Jerry. <laughs> Keep our Jerry's name out of your effing mouth. Chillax, Pierce, yeah? Oh, sorry, sorry. Did you see Ivana's sad old fanboys comparing her to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? <laughs> yeah, right. Alexandra College Cortez, more like. <laughs> oh, that's actually good. I'm going to tweet that. That's hysterical, Mary Lou. <laughs> All right, calm down. Oh, I want to acknowledge our stellar performance at the Red Sea Pole over the weekend. 33%. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Verankers on 19%. Yeah. I mean, Garth Brooks called. Oh. He said he's got friends in low places. But even the blue shirt poll numbers are too low for him. <laughs> <laughs> We're also leading in polls ahead of the assembly elections. Right. Sorry, the what what now? The, the assembly election boss, you know, up, up north. Oh, uh, well, you know I switch off when it comes to dirty, naughty stuff. Uh. Unless the bit of naughty stuff is Jamie Dornan. <sighs> oh, I could listen to him talk about the Irish Language Act all night long. It's class, hey. <laughs> Michelle could be the first minister. Uh, that's right, yeah. so- Sorry, Michelle, Michelle O'Neill. Yeah. First minister. Yeah. Aye. First minister before Ooh. Mary Lou is Taoiseach. Oh. Well, uh, <laughs> Are you all right, boss? <laughs> You look more washed <sighs> out than my old Mady Lou for Europe t-shirt. Sorry, there's just there's just something in my eye. All right. I'll just have to go on mute here for a second. Okay, boss. No bother. No! Um, boss, we can still hear no! you. Oh, jeez. Uh, let's just leave her to it, yeah? Damn you, Michelle! The neck on you! Welcome back. The government chair has expelled four Russian diplomats from the state. Minister for Foreign Affairs Simon Coveney will be joining us later to discuss the matter. Uh, I'm actually here already. Oh, right. Yes, of course. Uh, Minister, could you tell us what exactly these diplomats were expelled for? Uh, We've taken a very tough stance on this. I I very toughly summoned the Russian ambassador as soon as it was discovered that these diplomats were engaged in activities not in accordance with uh, international standards of diplomatic behaviour. So so they were spying? Uh, No, no, we don't use that word uh, for for diplomatic reasons. Right. So on long foreign affairs car journeys, you play the game of I, behaviour not in accordance with diplomatic standards with my little I. What? Uh... Look, uh, the important thing here is that we, we've been very tough uh, on this issue. Not as tough as Belgium and the Netherlands, however, who are expelling 21 and 17 diplomats respectively, uh, while we expel four out of a total embassy staff of 31. Uh, four senior officials? Uh, and this will hurt them. Russia has always uh, maintained uh, a suspiciously oversized diplomatic presence here. Yes, they've been spying. Sorry, uh, behaving not in accordance with diplomatic standards here for years. Uh, possibly, but uh, we've brought in very, very tough 
sanctions. Ah, oh, but the UK has brought in much heavier sanctions. Uh, We're still trading openly with the Russians, are we not? We, we've made the very tough decision to follow EU sanction rules. Yeah, rules we're obliged to follow anyway. But we've made the tough decision to be obliged to follow those rules. Please stop saying tough, Minister. Sorry, it's just how people see me now. You know, I, I'm a merchant prince. A macho merchant prince, some people are saying. Nobody is saying that. And I've been holding firm on Brexit now. And, and nobody cares about Brexit right now. Oh... Anyway, thank you, Minister Coveney, on the line there from Cork. No, I'm actually here in studio, just to your left, so, behind the nondescript mic stand. No, that that that's that's me. Hmm? Hi. Ah, right there you are. Uh, goodbye, Minister. Uh, thank you. Difficult week for President Biden as he goes off script abroad. More on this with our CNN reporter Daniel Sullivan. Joe Biden is still technically currently present, but only in the sort of way that Michal Martin is Taoiseach in Ireland. A wobbly owl fella we all ignore, while many been glad the other cocky showboat is gone. This week, Joe was in Poland making absolute hames of three days of speeches. Here's the deal. Ukraine is Tiananmen Square over again. It's Tiananmen Square squared. It's Tiananmen cubed, people. You can't spell three-dimensional without dementia. Is the joke I would make, except I'd never make fun of diseases. Not for moral reasons, I'm just afraid Will Smith will slap me. Speaking of going off script and being reckless on stage, Joe went on to say this. I mean, for God's sakes, this man cannot remain in power. And it's coming from a man who can barely remain upright. Sponge malarkey. This man cannot remain in power. But enough about Joe Biden. What did he mean by that remark? Was he like a pigeon who'd lost their friend and is hoping for a coup? Former Defence Secretary Leon Panetta blamed it on Joe being Irish, a condition which has affected at least two previous presidents. Symptoms include such un-American behaviour as empathising with the invaded country or having plazas named in your honour in the middle of nowhere. Meanwhile, like Leo Varadkar back home, Trump continues to ignore criminal investigation while waiting for a second crack at the top job. He released a lengthy statement about his very bigly and entirely plausible achievement. So I hit the ball with a five iron. It sailed magnificently into the wind and landed like a hole in one. Did I win? I'm not going to say I'm too modest. I'm tremendously modest. A lot of people say that. More modest than Obama, more modest than JFK. One hole that was real was the one in the January 6th records he handed over to the House investigators. Let me tell you, Watergate tapes had 18 minutes missing. Pathetic. Our records will have seven missing hours. The most ever. Now watch this drive. Ugh. Wow! Another hole in one! For non-golfers listening, holes in one are achieved the same way Trump does most things. By entirely avoiding the fairway. Donny O'Sullivan, shout out to the boys in Cars Iveen. Keep her lit. CNN. Ah, the fresh smell of a senses. Where's the Pian Louis? Ah, has Leo taken my Pian Louis? How many cars or vans are owned or are available for use by one or more members of your household? Daddy, we're going to need another farm! There's a number of bedrooms, the cheek of that. Well, the front one's a hot yoga studio. The side room's really a walk-in wardrobe. That, that one's a boxing gym. Uh, that's for my side-eye practising. Uh, I'm a working mom. I'll just put down two. Bedrooms? <laughs> Sabina, should I include rooms for the dogs? Does your accommodation use any of the following renewable energy sources? Oh, 
There's no box for hot air generated by window box salads. Oh, diddums. What is your occupation or main job? Well, I'm a banger of a pundit. I'm a loud and cab driver. <laughs> occupation or main job? Um, poet, statesman, rock star, genius. Occupation? I'm a poet, statesman, rock star, genius. Do you work as an employee or are you self-employed in your main job? Mm, all of the above. <sighs> How do you usually travel to work? Well, on foot, shanks mare, I run all the way with a backpack full of porridge on my back. No room to write that. I don't know. I don't know. What time do you usually leave work? Trick question. I never leave work. I'm Claire Byrne. I'm a machine. Oh, there's no option for machine. Wait till you see now. Do you smoke tobacco products? Oh, do I look like I do? Although, come to think of it, I do put on my smoking jacket after supper when it comes to my Ireland's own special time. Oh, still can't believe they asked about tobacco and not a mention of glitter. Oh, do you regularly engage in voluntary work without pay? Well, I'm Marty. I voluntarily party. If you are at work, do you ever work from home? Uh, well, which home? And what's work? Uh, being cothish, ledge bag, plum, private sector bag. Uh, uh, when was your house, flat or apartment first built? Uh, let me see now. The house, 1981 or so. The flat, I think that's a bit old. And the apartment, well, oh, that's, these questions are very hard altogether. Let's see, a message for 100 years from now. This will be read by the teaching in 100 years' time, yes? Well, I'm so young and ambitious, it'll probably be me. <laughs> but wait, what if it's a woman called Helen? Oh, I'll just write, block, block, block. Oh, I think I put something bold here. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Oh, only joshing. Sure, I don't even drink. Oh. There was a Shannon by-election this week to fill the vacancy left by Ivana Batchik a year ago. That's how slow the Shannon moves. Batchik's been Labour leader for just one week, but she's already melted faster than the Labour promises she voted to death since 2011. The Trinity College seat was up for grabs and many dozen of people were excited about the race. Hugo McNeil topped the poll. He brands himself an independent former rugby player, but I prefer husband of a blue shirt and ex-Goldman Sachs. You remember the great vampire squid wrapped around the face of humanity, relentlessly jamming its blood funnel into anything that smells like money. The Trinity graduates are well over the crash, so. The turnout in this tiny constituency of knobs, 19%. But then why would a college that still toasts a British monarch every night care a whit about democracy? Hazel Chu finished third, boosting her efforts to lose even more elections than Ivana Batchik. In the end, the race was won by Tom Clonan, a campaigner who enjoys a high media profile. And as he enters the Shannon, he can look forward to the peace and quiet of a much lower profile in the part-time parliament that never wakes. Michal Lahan, I see Count Centre spreadsheets in my dreams. RT News.